0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help, and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorsshow.com. That's theauthorsshow.com. And now, let the show begin.
1: Hi, this is Linda Thompson, your host for The Authors Show. For all of you Tom Clancy and James Patterson fans, heads up. We're about to meet T.L. Williams, who writes in the thriller mystery style of both of these renowned authors. Mr. Williams' latest book is Zero Day, China's Cyber Wars. And as its title indicates, I think we may be going to China. So let's get started. Terry, welcome to The Authors Show.
0: Thank you for having me, Linda. Glad to be here today.
1: Terry, will you give us a quick overview of Zero Day, China's cyber wars?
0: Zero Day is a fictional account of a real-world problem, and that's Chinese cyber warfare against the U.S. In the real world, the result of China's cyber warfare constitutes really the largest transfer of wealth in history. What Zero Day does is it pulls the reader into a cyber attack that represents an existential threat to the U.S., It pits a young CIA officer, Logan Alexander, against Chinese cyber villains in action that takes place in the U.S. and Asia.
1: Was there a specific incident that served as the inspiration for your storyline?
0: Well, I couldn't point to a specific incident, but I would say that uh, really over the last couple of decades, we've seen the number of economic and intelligence-related cyber attacks against the U.S. from China uh, mounting in number and severity. So- I think I just decided I was going to try writing about it in a fictional account.
1: Did you write Zero Day, China's Cyber Wars, for any particular age group?
0: I think it's probably for adult men and women who like fiction and who like a dose of reality and a little bit of adventure in foreign locales. It's mainly for that audience.
1: This is your third novel. How would you describe your writing style?
0: Well, I think I tend to write a little bit by the seat of my pants, I've spoken with authors who take very different approaches to it. One who surprised me, the very well-known author, told me a couple of weeks ago that what he does is he writes a long letter to himself before he actually begins a project to see if it's really something that he wants to invest a year of his life into. I don't tend to outline very heavily in advance. I have a roadmap. If I'm going from New York to California, I know there are a lot of ways to get there, and so every day is a little bit of an adventure.
1: Is Zero Day similar to anything else we may have read?
0: Well, I think it's different. I'd like to say it's different in the sense that it really draws on my experience as a CIA operations officer, and not too many people writing in this genre these days are writing from that perspective. So I like to think of it as a little bit unique, but... You may get a little feeling of Vince Flynn in there, or I've been told a little bit of Tom Clancy.
1: Terry, I found your bio to be really interesting in that you were an operations officer for the CIA for many years. How much of your central character, Logan Alexander, is your own story?
0: Well, I tried to initially deny any association with Logan because I think he's a really remarkable character. I really like him. I'm a little self-effacing. So people would try to say, gee, you're an awful like this character, aren't you? And I said, well, not really. First of all, I wasn't a Navy SEAL and I didn't really have a military background other than doing some paramilitary training at CIA. But as I looked at it over the last several years that I've been dealing with him, I see some attributes in there that are loganesque but really i think he's more of an amalgamation of a lot of people that i've known at cia and in the military
1: so that leads me right into my next question how much do your other characters take on traits of people you know
0: well you know it's interesting i think that there are bits and pieces hodgepodges of pieces that can come in from people that you know certainly amongst positive protagonist type characters I haven't known that many truly evil people in my life, and so it's always an adventure when I'm writing an antagonist who may be a terrorist or who may be purely evil. But I would say I do draw in some attributes from friends and people that I've known, not whole cloth, but maybe bits of conversation that have stuck in my mind or particular mannerisms or something along those lines.
1: I have a feeling that Zero Day is part of a series. If I am correct, how many books have you written, and how many more do you have planned?
0: Well, when I originally started writing about Logan Alexander, I didn't really think I was going to be writing a series. This was an initial effort. That was Cooper's Revenge, which was published in 2013. But I got to like him pretty much in that story, and I liked what he was doing. It was a great account of going after Iranian terrorists, And that morphed into a second book called Unit 400, The Assassins, in which the terrorists in turn turned around and came after Mr. Alexander after they found out he had been responsible for what happened in Cooper's Revenge. And then I decided that wouldn't it be interesting to create a scenario where Logan leaves the military and morphs into a CIA operations officer, which is more in my wheelhouse, given my background. And so this current book that we're talking about, Zero Day China Cyber Wars, emerged from that. I'm currently working on a fourth novel, which is tentatively called The Last Caliph. And it's a novel about Islamic State doing recruiting in the U.S. And we're actually seeing a lot of that these days. It's been happening for probably a couple of years. And there's some concern that it'll continue in the future. So I think that's going to be relevant. And who knows what will happen after that? I'm thinking about writing a book about turtles for children.
1: (laughs) That's quite a change. Why would you do that?
0: (laughs) Well, what's interesting is I'm very much a conservationist. Uh, My wife and I are on a turtle patrol called Michael's Landing Turtle Patrol here in northern Florida. And we've done that now for oh, oh, five years And so we're really involved in turtle conservation. We get a lot of different turtle species that come through this neck of the woods, loggerheads, green turtles, and leatherbacks. And so I've noticed as we're on the beach working with turtles and doing nest evaluations that children are really fascinated by it. And there doesn't seem to be any book that really addresses conservation in kind of a fun way for kids. So it's just something I've been toying with.
1: So back to Zero Day, would a reader need to read the first two Logan Alexander books in order to understand Zero Day?
0: I think all of these books stand alone. There's sufficient backstory in Zero Day if you were to choose to pick up with that one first that you wouldn't get lost. You would have a good feeling for who this character is and a bit about his background and what led him to his present circumstances. Certainly, they flow more smoothly if you begin with Cooper's Revenge and then proceed to Uniform Hundred and then Zero Day in that fashion. But if for some reason a reader chose to pick them up sort of out of order, it wouldn't be a problem.
1: Will you tell us about some of the awards your books have received?
0: Well, this year I was very honored and pleased that Zero Day was honored by two Florida writing organizations. One is the Florida Authors and Publishers Association, which awarded Zero Day the 2017 President's Award gold medal for adult fiction. And in October 2017, the Florida Writers Association awarded Zero Day Silver Medal, second place in Suspense Thriller for the Royal Palm Literary Awards. That was really humbling.
1: Well, congratulations on those. So tell me, Terry, is there a central message in Zero Day that you'd like your readers to remember?
0: I think one of the things that I'm trying to illustrate for people, and particularly people who may not be having their nose in the middle of the New York Times or some technical journal, that they need to be vigilant particularly in a world that seems to have cyber in just about every level of society, we have become lax in the way that we handle information and the way that we store information and the way that we deal with sensitive matters online. And so I guess not to get people too riled up and turn off their computers and go back to yellow legal pads, (laughs) what I would encourage people to do, although I don't explicitly say it in the book, is to partner with local government, get involved with lobbying national government to come up with sensible cyber education in the schools and cyber policies that will protect not only our individual interests but our national infrastructure. So that's kind of a light way of dealing with a pretty meaty matter.
1: I think that's excellent advice for everyone. So will you read a selection of zero-day China cyber wars for us?
0: Oh, I'd love to. I think what I'll do is read from chapter one. The tip of the man's cigarette glowed like something feral in the muggy darkness, marking the spot where he squatted on his haunches beneath the protection of an ancient plane tree. Had it not been for the harsh smell of the tobacco smoke wafting up into the night air, accompanied by an occasional nervous cough, Logan Alexander would have bet even money that he was the only living soul for miles in any direction. He had observed the tentative figure approaching their meeting site 30 minutes earlier, cautious, head swiveling to confront every sound. Now, he strained to make out the man no more than 70 yards away, who had settled in to wait until Logan signaled that it was secure to initiate contact. The lanky operations officer lay stretched out on his stomach, motionless in a shallow depression in the earth, most likely carved out by a wild animal. There was a stench in the air emanating from the makeshift pigsty attached to a windowless hovel about 60 yards east of his position. He had been in place for 45 minutes, and by his reckoning it was at least an hour until daybreak. There was no stirring from the direction of the farmer's hut, only the occasional night sounds of woofing and grunting from the pig's enclosure broke the silence. Logan had crossed over the border from Hong Kong into China's new territories three days ago and had been making his way by train, bus, and on foot to this meeting site, a farm just outside of Chongqing in Sichuan province. This area had been inhabited for millennia and even today was known as Banan District in honor of the ancient Ba State founded in the 11th century B.C. Logan brought back to an area familiarization course he had taken at Langley in preparation for his assignment to Hong Kong. In his previous life as a Navy SEAL, everything he'd studied had been geared towards the Middle East, mostly Iraq and Afghanistan. But this time, it had been different. The focus had been on China. He remembered his Chinese culture professor, Dr. Wang, solemn in his frayed pinstripe suit and muted silk reptile, superior in manner despite his sartorial shortcomings. Squinting through thick tortoiseshell bifocals, Lang had held forth on China's 3,000 years of history, never failing to take a jibe at the U.S., which he described as an upstart, not even a quarter of the way through its first millennium.
1: Now I know I've got to start reading. So where can we learn more about you, about your other books, and most of all, where can we purchase Zero Day, China's Cyber Wars?
0: Readers can check out my website at tl-williams.com. The books are available on all major online retail stores, and my distributor, Ingram, has it in select retail outlets nationwide.
1: Terry, I'm a big fan of both Clancy and Patterson, and Zero Day, China's Cyber Wars is definitely on my must-read list. Thank you for taking time to introduce us to Logan and his story in Zero Day. When you release the next in your series, will you come back and talk with us again?
0: Thank you, Lynn. I'd really enjoy that, and I really enjoyed having this time with you today. Thanks a lot.
1: Well written, suspenseful, engaging. The author's knowledge of both the CIA and China is remarkable and leads to a great story. When the author is a retired spook, I always wonder if what I'm reading is pure fiction, docudrama, or what. Suffice it to say that William's stories, including his two prior novels, provided enough suspense and intrigue to keep me wondering. That was a compilation of reviews for Zero Day, China Cyber Wars. I hope you pick up a copy of Terry's book and start reading today. And I thank you for listening. Please visit theauthorshow.com to listen to other featured authors. These interviews are available to book buyers worldwide, on demand, every day, 24-7. And for those who like audiobooks, please check out our audiobook store at theaudiobookmarket.com. If you have written a book and would like to be a guest on the show, visit theauthorshow.com, complete the interview request form, and we will contact you shortly thereafter. The Authors Show is a great way to market your book by getting in front of your target audience with a high-quality interview that will make a real impact. Please visit us again as we continue to bring you really exciting books and very interesting authors on The Author Show.
0: Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.